year. Welcome back to another again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, we were having a great conversation, and my computer went, and that was the end of that shit. And it wasn't recording Biff anyway. Welcome back to another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, with the co-host with the most, Biff. Hi, guys. All right, Biff came up with all the topics. So, Biff, I'm going to go ahead and um, let you be the queen that you are and lead. All right, so the first one is how do you spice up your relationships, whether it's platonic, such as your friend, your coworkers, uh, somebody you just, you know, accustomed to and that you're not necessarily romantic with, and then what do you do with the romantic partner? I've been, I love all my friends, but, you know, sometimes it can get a little stale. So... What exactly could you do to help spice it up? And when I say spice it up, no, that does not necessarily mean anything sexually. I just mean, what could you do to be refresh your friendship? What's something refreshing that you guys would do? Yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> well, um, one of the things I do, I'm going to just run through these quickly. Uh, with my like more casual friends, like my friends I play video games with and stuff, I introduce them to new and different games. We give each other game recommendations to play different stuff. Um, that's one thing that I do with my closer friends. Uh, I was mentioning one of my close friends, Carl Van. Uh, we talk business a lot. He's like one of my go-to people for like business type conversations. Yeah. I also go to him for relationship advice because he's married with family. But... Um, and we also trade recipes, which is <laughs> hilarious, but awesome. Uh, and romantically, in my relationship, relationship with my lady, um, I think there's layers to it. I think the most important thing you should do is make that person your, I hate to use this terminology, but like their your project. Like that's something that's, my relationship is a project. It's constantly being worked on. It's constantly being improved. So I look at her like that. Like, I want to know what you're into, but like seriously what you're into. I'm talking about the shit when nobody else is around and it's two o'clock in the morning and you open YouTube, what are you looking at? Like, that's how much <laughs> I want to know, you know, and I've done that with my girl. I went down the rabbit hole of trying to learn about clothing and I will stick to gift cards because no, um, <laughs> I know that she loves makeup. So I buy that every once in a while. And once all of this uh, pandemic settles and we can go out, I want to take her to a few more places she's uh big on traveling even though we're both homebodies so i just want to continue to expose her to new things you got to introduce those new things to the relationship low-key all your relationships when you bring something new in to try to bring in a little bit of uh for lack of a better word newness and growth you'll see how much that person has grown too yeah that's true what do you do biff um, I think for my friends, like like I said, my love language is gift giving. So I always tend to surprise them with stuff when I'm thinking of them, like thinking of you gifts. Like, I'm, of course, I collect Funko Pop. So if I see a Funko Pop that vividly reminds me of a person for a reason, then I would get you that Funko Pop. Like, if I seen a, a Left for Dead Funko Pop gift, I would probably get it to you. Like, <laughs> That reminds you know, something like, something sweet or, you know, sentimental is that it has, like, some type of sentimental value or if somebody loves flowers. I, if I see a flower, I'd be like, yo, she'll love this flower. i get her some flowers or something like that. Um, I do that with anybody, everybody. Uh, I just, I prefer, like, surprising because I, I like to see happiness and the, the pureness about it. Um, romantically, I kind of do the same thing. It's just, like, a thousand times worse. Oh. 
Um, yeah, I'm big on gifts, whether it's groceries as a gift or a bill or something needs to be fixed or, you know, it's not necessarily always let me go buy you some clothes or some shoes. Like, I just did that for his birthday, but that's his birthday. But any other time, I'm like, hey, okay, I'll get the groceries this week or, you know, just something I know that can help him out. If I know he's working on a project, I'm like, well, how much does this cost? And I'll go buy it for him and something like to that nature. Lady um, Joe listening? The, the idea of uh, going out and doing things together alone in different spaces is good because you're able to enjoy your company but able to do outside of the comfort of your home. So if anybody feels any type of way, you have no choice but to cling on to that partner and then, that, you know, that could kind of play off each other and that could be a good thing. So I mean, that's pretty much it, Bill. I'm just... <clears throat> I agree. I know, so sensitive. I just remember what everybody loves, and I was like, oh, I need to see you smile. Very empathetic. And one thing that'll always win them over, do something that you know you don't like to do, but that they love to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, ladies, (laughs) sit there and watch them play 2K. Mm. Or Forza Motorsport, or Gears of War, or any of these other games. No, just watch the game, girl. Just figure out. Just you ain't got to love it, but just learn it. And then once you learn it, you'll be all right. You might whoop his ass. Most of the games, right? I don't. Well, not even those games. I'm talking about sports games. Like if they is something on TV. Yeah. You know, every Saturday, every Sunday, you already know. Don't sit there and huff and puff and be all mad. You already know the routine, gal. Just learn. You ain't got to love it, but just learn the game so that you better understand it. Then you might learn to love it. And you, you know what? You just said something. You learn a lot about your partner. You learn a lot about what kind of like pushes their buttons, what they like, what they don't like. You learn a lot just by observing them do something like that. Like when my girl watches TV, it is one of my favorite things just to watch her. She gets so drawn into it. She's yelling at the people. She's fussing <laughs> at them. I'm like, oh, you one of them people. Same thing with movies. <laughs> love it can never That's take her to a movies. movie theater oh though. god that is me with movies that it'd be pissing me off yeah same damn it okay so moving on so what are some ways to combat depression at home and locally so um i know it's a big seasonal change for some of our uh, listeners and it's starting to warm up a little bit with that being said uh seasonal depression can kick in and a lot of people are familiar with it because they do get it I just want you to be careful because the season is changing in summertime. And so I need you to be on the lookout if you're starting to feel sad, lethargic, you know, sleepy all the time, you're tired, or you have an abundance of energy and you can't sleep and, you know, you're a little bit manic. I need you to check on yourself. So what are some things that you do to combat that? So with me, um, I finally got medicated, but I still do my therapies. I'm still outside. Um, I'm starting to research and get into a little bit into gardening and flowers and plants ah. it's starting to make me happier yeah um vitamin d i need to be in the sun a whole lot more i noticed that i need to be outside more so i've been forcing myself to go outside which has been really nice i'm not saying go outside and then go to your neighbor's house you can go outside sit on the porch you can go outside walk around the park uh, if you can or you can just just go outside, be outside for a minute, and get yourself involved with nature, put your feet in the sand and in the, the ground if you can. Ground yourself, and you'll feel a lot better. Um, eating better, eating eating healthier, eating foods to feel full. I'm still trying to get over this 140 hump <laughs> without no medicine or no Nutriverse or no Epidemin, none of that stuff. So it's been a struggle, but eating healthy is uh, one of the main things. 
because your gut tells a lot, especially if you suffer from any type of mental illness. Mm. Diet helps a lot. So make sure you're eating something good, something that's healthy and something good for your body. Um, if you can't exercise or buy the games, there's games where just like just dance and all the rock band and stuff where it has you moving and having to do stuff. Play those games. Get involved. You can have fun at home just as much as you can there. Turn on YouTube. Do twerk aerobics or something. I'm getting Get off. yourself up. I'm just so, so serious. You ain't necessarily got to do twerk aerobics. You can, <laughs> men can look up some of that other stuff. Whatever. Y'all be looking up to get buff. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just saying. It's just stuff, stuff, anything. What do you think, Biff? What would you do? I mean, honestly. What, what, I, what do you do to combat sadness? I agree 100% with what you said. I think, for me, the best thing... There's nothing like going outside and getting a breath of fresh air. Like, I need to get back into the habit of just walking and just taking long walks and just taking in the air and just letting it out, man. Or just laying down in the grass for 10 or 15 minutes. I know some of y'all are like, what? Yes, I'm country. And that's what I used to do as a kid, man. Barefoot. I could not. You couldn't catch me in shoes, bro. No shoes on. Just walking. Just that's just like my favorite thing. That and probably video games, even though I don't game as heavy as I used to. Um, curl up with a good movie, listen to music. I try not to give myself too much time alone, alone, just with my thoughts, because that's always a rabbit hole you don't want to go down sometimes. Yeah. But also venting with uh friends. Um, you know, hopefully you have some friends that you can just call and just talk to with no judgment like it's it's one of those uh i don't really know how to explain it but i have a couple friends who call me and i just let them talk because i know that they just need to talk they don't need advice they don't need me to tell them what to do they don't need me to say it's going to be better they just need to talk to me for an hour or two or three sometimes and just get whatever it is off their chest without someone judging them and i'm that person for a few people so yeah, if there's a hotline or anything, do that. Talking helps. Talking these things out helps. Okay, Biff, that was really good. That was really sweet. Um, I know we always have a little mental health break, but I also I always got to make sure I include them in there for our listeners because everybody suffers a little bit somehow, some way, even if it's just being sad. And I don't want anybody sad. I so agree. move along to the real good one this week <laughs> that got people talking. What's your apology language, Biff? If you did not know, there are everybody knows about your love language, but did you know there's an apology language? Everybody apologizes differently, and everybody likes to be apologized to differently. Like for example, I seem to express regret, meaning I like to hear "I'm sorry" because you hurt me. Like, just say you sorry. But Biff, on the other hand, is different. Biff is he wants you to genuinely repent. <laughs> <laughs> so going to the post. Yes, my apology language. Shout out. <laughs> Wait, first of all, shout out to my sister Tracy for talking about she. <laughs> Wait, she talked about how many questions was on this quiz because I got tired. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I do feel like a lot of questions. Well, my thing is this: if you, <laughs> yo, you're doing you're doing a self analysis. You kind of you don't want this is not. 
I think not just talk about her, but I think people are too used to these Facebook quizzes where you answer three questions and it's like you're gonna marry yeah. Denzel Washington in 2025. Right, yeah. No, this is like a legit thing. They're really trying to analyze the type of person you are, so I gotta ask more questions. Um, but yes, my apology language is genuinely repent and uh, expressing regret. Basically, that is. Jesus, so small. Yeah, I want you to apologize and acknowledge what you did, but I want I need to know that you mean it. I need to know that it's not gonna happen again, and we don't have to have this discussion again. I need to feel I need to feel like this is not gonna happen next week or next month. Like I gotta really feel the apology to believe it. And the more I sat with that, I was like, damn, that's real. Cause I've quit talking to a lot of people. Like, I just naturally drifted away from them because I felt like you ain't going to change. And if I didn't like what you were doing and the person you were then, and you're not going to change, then why am I continuing with you? That's just how I am. Not saying it's right, but that's just how I am. But that's actually really good to know. It's funny, too, because um, that's how me and my girl are. Like, we're very, like, we have very in-depth conversations when someone offends someone or, you know, upsets someone. It's like, no, you have to, we like reaffirm how important the other person is. And we're like, okay, I want to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I didn't know because it's a learning experience. But y'all need to go take that quiz. Um, It is at, I think it's fivelovelanguages.com. Yep, fivelovelanguages.com. Get your love language. Get your uh, apology Apology language. language. It will help you with your relationships. All of them. Yeah. It really does. And then also it directs you to how to steer your partner to how to apologize to you or how you like to be apologized to. Because like you said, it don't make sense a person looking for an apology and you go bring them some joints and all they want you to do is just wash the dishes and say, I'm sorry. Yes. And you you can make it worse too. Like, I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is associated with my apology type. I don't like them flimsy ass, my bad, or my fault, because... Like that to like me, that's either. offensive as shit. Like yeah. to me, that says, yeah. "Oh, next time you need twenty dollars, guess what?" Like that's what that says to me. Yeah, I don't like that. I like to hear, "I'm sorry" or "I apologize." I'd rather hear a true, genuine apology or nothing. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather get nothing because I can live with nothing. Because I'm like, "All right, cool, you did that. You're an asshole. Great." No, I don't even need the explanation or like or like it says the payback provided for the apology if it comes from the heart. They could just say, "I'm sorry." And admit that it hurt. Like, just say, I'm sorry. You cause pain. I'm sorry. And we gone. That's it. Yep. So the very, very, very last topic for us, those people of color, specifically black people, do you code switch at work or in public spaces when it's not a black majority? Do you find yourself code switching? <laughs> um, so, oh, wow. Some people are passionate about this answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll touch on that at the end. Uh, whew. Passion. Well, I'll go first then. You know, um, no, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Uh. So, I learned about code switching in eighth grade. I had a black teacher, female teacher. Her name was Mrs. Anderson. And she heard us talking slang one day, like, yo, the John over there, man, crazy to join this. And I was in Philly. And she was like, you all need to learn about code switching. And we were like, what the hell are you talking about? And she basically said, 
um, there's nothing wrong with you speaking the way that you are speaking with your friends right now. You all have your own code, your own language, your own colloquialisms. Ooh, look that up. Got him. Um, and just, <laughs> Color for euphemism. Right. But she said when you get in the professional world, everyone doesn't talk like that, and they can, you can end up being judged by people hearing you and not giving you a chance to show them who you really are. Mm-hmm. So she called it speaking proper English. Um, it sucks a fart out my ass. Like Whoa, whoa, what? I'm starting <laughs> not to. I'm telling you, it bothers me that much, Biff, that I sit here and I have to change who I am or change my demeanor because of your skin color. Now, if it's the type of environment where I need to be proper, like if I'm doing some political shit or, you know, I'm up in a a proper event where it's no five-star dining or, you know, some type of ball event, yes, I'm going to carry myself with that attitude. But if I'm just walking in some damn store or walking in a Starbucks and it's majority white, I don't feel like I should have to change who I am, what I am to adjust. I don't feel like I I should have to adjust to what you're scared of. And I'm starting to take that into my workplace. This is what you get. You got to be very careful with it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I ease them into it. Of course, I start off code switching because that's how you got to get a job. I hate to say it. But um, <laughs> after that, once y'all warm up to who I am, I'm finna show you who the real me is. See, she just said finna. When you hear that finna, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right, though. Like, I don't. Let's see. In public, not really. I'm low key anyway. Uh, my yeah. head is always on the swivel. Um but even when when I'm with like a crowd or group of my friends, we'll tone it down a little bit. Like I don't like the loud ass group walking through the mall. I'm not saying you got a code switch. I just think the shit that I think is annoying to me, I try not to do to other people if that makes sense. Like I don't want to be, you know, the big crowd of seven, eight guys walking down the middle and everyone gotta walk around us or you turn backwards and you bumping into shit. You know what I'm saying? Are you in the store? Yeah. Damn this shit. Expensive as shit, bro. Like, you know, yeah, just, it's just certain and I get it. That's who some people are. But I wouldn't want you to do that, whether it's a black or white space. Don't be carrying yourself like that, especially <laughs> if I got my kids. I don't yeah, like I... ignorant shit like that. You, whether you black, white, purple, or green, don't do that. Yeah, you That's green just having people. a mutual respect for people around you, period. I don't care what color you are. I'm going to be honest with you. Most of the... I only... Well, I have to code switch at work because a majority, 98% of the people I work with are white females. So if I didn't code switch, they wouldn't know what the fuck I'd be talking about. That's number mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I've said, so vastly different. Yo, I've said a couple of things in the. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> let me translate that for you. But no, I let my personality. I'm in the career field where actually letting my personality show and grow is a strength. Um authenticity is a strength when people know what they're going to get. They know that when they walk up to me and have a conversation and walk away, they know it's not going to be two different people. You know, um, I do tone down my language. You know, I use a lot of profanity. My dad used a lot of profanity that lives with my dad. Go figure. Not trying to blame my dad, but kind of rubbed off on me, pops. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, and I try to leave some of the slang out. Um, It's funny when I'm with the the few black people that I do run into, we automatically just hit... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, just hit the hood mode. Somebody yeah. got to break it because, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't, are okay. You, wait, it's like, are you my home? <laughs> yes. Or are you what kind of, of What kind of are black you are Uncle you? Uncle Tom, right. What kind of black are you? I don't want to say Uncle Tom, but you. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in my career field, most of them are, I would say, uh, pretty much all of them are cool because there's only like two or three of us ever. Right. So, so you it's gotta like, stick together. we got to stick together. We got to. That's how it was when I was in that damn chemistry shit. It's a couple of us. We all haul together like a damn group. Yeah, you got no. to. Yeah, you got to just to survive because there's so many of them. They outnumber you. And some days you're going to be, it's some days that they just don't understand that you just be mentally tired. And only somebody like you that looks like you can understand why you're mentally tired. And so just to give y'all a little bit more um, uh, depth to this conversation and why it's actually important, especially if you're a younger listener, you know, people are going to, they're going to make an impression. You're going to make an impression with how you introduce yourself, how you carry yourself, how you walk, how you talk. And you never know what position you're going to be in. So if you only show, I think code switching also shows your level of diversity as well. Like, I can have a conversation with anyone of any culture and not offend them and speak clear and plain without using too much slang or anything like that and come off very professional as if I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm speaking of. I hate to use this term, but I sound well-educated, whatever that means. (laughs) Um, Y'all know what that means. Because I don't like to say talking white because have y'all heard white people talk? But we're not going to go there. And that shit is trash. (laughs) But it, it can help you, it helps you progress. It just makes you more presentable. Now, on the flip side, you know, when you have a forum like this, a podcast, y'all have probably seen both sides of that from me and Biff. Like, me and Biff really don't be wilding, wilding like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we have serious yeah. conversations, we do when we have serious conversations on the show, we tend to do that. It's funny. But it comes out naturally because when it's something important, you know when to turn it on because you want to make yeah. sure you're heard and it's clear. And it's like, I want you to get this message. Forget the messenger. Get this message right now. That's what you're really thinking about. You want people to get the message. And you're just going to have to filter through it. You'll find out who's with it, who's not. You'll find out when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Um, but it really gonna, it's going to come down to you as a person as well. Like A lot of people just happen to like me. So typically I can just do what I want. I don't, but I can typically do what I want. Because, you know, people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, I try not to code switch. I'm trying to kill as much time that I code switch. Like, I know when to code switch, but I prefer, you know, A-A-V-E is my preferred language. Who? uh, A-A-V-E. What you think you be what you think slang is, Biff? African American vernacular. See, y'all see how she just did it? Vernacular. <laughs> Code switching ass. But no, I'm just saying, <laughs> but it's good. True. That just means that I, I I was educated. But that doesn't mean that I was educated by the school system. Who's to say that no old head taught me what that word was? You learned that in the say... school system or old head? It was old head from the school system. I mean, <laughs> I love but you. <laughs> but I'm not no damn, I wasn't no damn psychiatrist. That wasn't, psychology wasn't my major. It wasn't like looking, none of that. I, sociology, none of that had to do with my major. But she took that upon herself to teach me that. Like, be proud of who you are and learning more about myself. And as a black person, I'm becoming more proud of who I am, learning to be more proud of who I am. I'm not ashamed to be black no more. Like, you just have to take me as I am. I'm black and I'm beautiful. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud! <laughs> now rewind that and turn your speakers up. <laughs> and let your windows down in your car. 
Well, you better let these folks know. Ain't nothing wrong with being black because we are the epitome. We are what they want to be, regardless of whether they like to hunt us down. There you go. And, learn and with mind- that being said, we're going to end this show. We kept it short and sweet for you guys, actually, because we recorded the show previously, but it was not recorded. <laughs> All right, lastly, this is the last one. Might as well oh. hit this Facebook thing. So go to the Facebook group from my experience podcast and go to our Instagram FME underscore podcast and look at our story. So there's a picture of a female and it says and she's dancing on a guy. She's got her butt cheeks. She has on clothes. She's sitting in his lap, basically. Y'all know how she to grind dancing. She's twerking on him, y'all. Y'all know what it is. She is grinding, she twerking. twerking. Is she twerking? Is she twerking? <laughs> All right. Uh, she's twerking on him, basically. And it says, a female in a relationship is out having a girl's night with her friends and starts dancing like this on a guy at the party. Is it A, her just having fun, B, cheating, C, inappropriate, D, harmless? These answers, this is why I love my Facebook group. We got a C, we got a C, we got an A, a C, a C, an A, an A, and a D. Big old David ass depends on where we at in life. Just answer the question. Yeah, that's, and that's why I tried to curtail that um, and said, assume it's your relationship. Um, I said C, and I said, and we're arguing later. That's my sensitive ass, and mad people laughed at me. Y'all can kiss my ass. Um... <laughs> I know my insecurities, and I know what I like and know what I don't like. Most of y'all don't yeah. like stuff and don't say nothing because you're too scared. Yeah. You punk ass. I asses. think it's, in, it's the inappropriate. Well, I guess we never said it. Uh, a, her having fun. B, cheating. C, inappropriate. D, harmless again. See, I think it's more inappropriate. And she's having fun because it's a girl's night. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it is harmless. It's just I'm drunk. Hey, girls, what's up? you dancing on the floor, and, of course, some creep comes up behind you. And sometimes you might be a little too tipsy or you're just enjoying yourself. You're like, all right, whatever. It's just one dance and you're yeah. going about your business. But, you know, something I, like you said, it, 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 I think it varies by relationship because open relationships is it, no big deal. But then you have some people that are in very tight-knit relationships that feel like it could possibly be cheating or something detrimental. So I think that, that varies between partners. Listen, if you're one of the people, if you go to the Facebook page from My Experience Podcast or FME underscore podcast on Instagram, and you look at that picture and you think it's cheating, I want to have you on the damn show because I need to hear your logic behind it. I want to hear what makes that cheating. I really do. Um, I don't like it. I do think it's inappropriate. I do. I think it's A, C, and D, honestly. She's having fun. It is inappropriate, but at the same time, it's harmless. I don't know how it can be all those things, but it kind of is. You know what I'm saying? If she don't know that dude, you know, and she been drinking, and she gave him a little thing, hang, hang. Yeah, I'm going to be mad, but at the same time, unless you're there, you're never going to see that anyway. You'll never yeah. know. Until the day you unless die, you'll never know that. anyway unless someone films it and posts it. So you'll never know. But it's just good to know. And this is some shit you need to ask your man or your woman, too. You can find some shit out about their ass. I think I ain't about to that text this. That is true. This I am about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Biff. Biff was the MV. <laughs> Wait, my sister-in-law said C, 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 I and C. I've seen that one. <laughs> she was adamant about that one. <laughs> but she's married. I've noticed that the married and, and kind of like not married people have been given different answers perspective you don't mind your man getting a lap dance on guys night out then i can't hang with you there oh because someone said a and d having her fun and harmless 
slippery slope. I don't know, Biff. We're going to leave that where that's at because that's between them two people. Always, always, always say to yourself if the shoe is on the other foot. Before you get ready to do something that you even think is stupid, put yeah. your shoe on the other foot. All right. We love y'all. Thank y'all. You already know I said it a thousand times. FME underscore podcast. That is F as in Frank, M as in mayonnaise, E as in egg, underscore podcast on Instagram. Join the Facebook group from My Experience Podcast. Email us. Let us know if you got questions, you got topics, or if you want to be a guest. You can DM us on Instagram or you can email us from My Experience Podcast at gmail.com. All those beautiful things will be in the description. And Biff, take it home. Stay you, stay down, stay black, and stay proud, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.